0: Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in. As we continue to talk with leaders in our community, sexual assault, domestic violence, women finding themselves with nowhere to turn to, it's often an everyday story. Danielle Madrid, the executive director at Havens Community Connections, and Michelle Holloman, a licensed mental health counselor and part of the Havens Community Connections team. Join me today, Danielle and Michelle. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming back, Danielle. We spoke almost two years ago, I think.
1: We did. Thank you for having me
2: back, Gary. Hi, Gary. Thank you.
0: I'm glad to have you here. Um, October is... Domestic Violence Awareness Month. People need to know this and continue to th- realize this is uh, a real tragedy, really, in our society, and we got to keep talking about it until we figure out a way to get rid of it and teach people what right and wrong is and just, I don't know, it's such a big topic. I'm glad you're here. I want to get into this and explore it so much. Um, Danielle, the first time you are here, we were talking about Havens Community Connections. Uh, you guys weren't w- that well-known yet. You, you have some goals. They've been around for a long time, though, right? Getting women a, a safe exit strategy out of abusive, abusive cycles that they might find themselves in. Has Havens Community Connections been growing these last few years?
1: We have been growing. We have a goal now to serve 100 women in 2018. We're getting closer to that. and We're, we're growing. Our, our team has expanded to... Well over a dozen people on our team—that includes board members and volunteers and committee members—so we're we're definitely growing, and we're seeing an influx of women calling in this this last month or the last couple of months.
0: And does Havens have a a different approach than maybe other agencies that help people in domestic ab- uh, violence? Uh, you're designed differently, yes?
1: Yes, we we are. I'm glad you asked that, Gary. Well, we we will walk beside any woman who is facing domestic violence, relationship abuse. Havens is a little bit different in a couple of ways. One, we do specialize in raising the awareness of what happens when abuse happens In affluent communities because when you add money to domestic abuse it really shifts the playing field and it starts to not fit our stereotype of what we look think about when we think about domestic violence happening to people of lower education or lower incomes
0: yeah I mean you're right if we stereotype these things and Americans seem to do that about just about everything we say well that doesn't happen in those kind of neighborhoods
1: right it it does that's what we think
0: and the pain uh, is just as real for someone who makes X amount of dollars versus Y amount of dollars in their life. The bank book can't have anything to do with how real the pain is and the tragedy is.
1: No. In fact, it. what happens is people in our society tend to minimize the abuse when it happens in affluent communities. And and for the uh, intents of our discussion today, I'll talk about women as being the abused, men being the abuser. However, I'm fully aware that men are abused. I mean, one in three women and one in four men find themselves in abusive relationships. But for the intents of this interview, I'll, I'll talk about women.
0: And so a few more basics before I really want to dig into some other things. So Havens Community Connections, you've been around since 2015? Well,
1: started officially building 2013, 13. became a 501c3, 2015.
0: And, and sometimes I ask my guests, how you know, was there a why that you decided, okay, this has got to be done too. This, was it being missed? You saw it was different? Is there a story behind the beginnings of it, I guess?
1: There is. It, Havens was founded out of my, it was born out of my own story. I have been in domestic violence both in poverty and in affluence. And the only thing that really changed was my tax bracket. I was still the same person experiencing very similar types of abuse, the tactics were a little bit different, but the resources that were available to me and the amount of support that I received and just basic believability was completely different. And that's how I realized that when abuse is happening in an affluent, very well-educated communities, this is a very unseen, underserved, underheard community of women.
0: Uh, um, Gosh, I don't know. Why do you think that is? Is it because we expect, have a certain level of expectation of what that kind of lifestyle is and we don't look beyond that? Uh,
1: Exactly. They they look at a woman who's maybe driving a nice car, a newer model car. Perhaps her kids are in private school. Maybe not. She's taken a couple of really nice vacations during the year. We think, really, how bad is your life? Really? I, I mean... And if it's really that bad, certainly you have the resources to get yourself out of it. And But perhaps there there are resources, but maybe she doesn't have access to them.
0: And so, okay, let's talk about then what Havens offers those people. You guys have a, a way of achieving these goals, getting women out of, uh, you call it a life raft, right? Finding them a life raft to exit. Um, you talk about connections, assessment, empowerment, and support at Havens Community Connections, Right. Right, we do. We'll,
1: we'll make a confidential connection. Anytime a woman will call or email or, or reach out to us, it's always very confidential. She'll reach out. One of our team members will call back if we don't pick up the phone exactly when she calls. We strive to call back within 24 hours. We'll talk with her about her situation, find out what her needs are. First and foremost, we'll make sure she's safe. If she isn't safe, we'll direct her to the resources to make sure that she gets out of immediate danger. And once we've determined that she's safe we'll talk with her about what's going on in her situation and match her with a coach that best fits her needs and our coaches we are women who have been there we're on the other side of domestic abuse and we're thriving in our lives so the women our clients who we serve will be matched with a coach who really best fits her needs and her situation one that we think we she would connect with the boast and we'll walk with her through her journey, we'll, we'll connect with a woman no matter what, at what point of the journey she's on, any point of the journey she is on trying to b- get herself and or her family out, out of the cycle of, of abuse. And it's just something to have somebody who's been there to be able to look at you and validate you to say, you know what, you're not crazy. And what's happening to you? It's really happening to you. And I see you. And let me help you connect with the resources to build that right rifla- r- Excuse me, the resources that you need to build that life raft, be it the therapists like Michelle or uh, an attorney who can help you sort out your legal matters. Maybe you needed a financial advisor to help you weed through and navigate all the financial complexities. Or what do you need a locksmith because you need to change the locks? Whatever she needs will help her connect with those resources as we walk alongside her, giving her support along the way.
0: Well, let me make sure I give out right now, then, if people have realized, gee, uh, that kind of sounds like me or, or my best friend. Online you do have a lot of resources, so here's the the website, HavensCC.org, right, HavensCC, for Havens Community HavensCommunityConnections.org, and on there, there are plenty of resources and, and phone numbers, local agencies that can help you, and as well as, you know, a helpline, right, That. Someone can talk to them right away, mm-hmm. confidentially, right? Okay, let me give this out. 425-610-8612, right? Connected with a, like a coach like That's you were true. talking about? That's
1: a confidential phone number.
0: Okay, I'm going to give it again. 425 610 and as people are, are listening to our conversation this morning, Michelle, you've been a, a therapist and a counselor. You've talked to plenty of people in all sorts of different uh, degrees mm-hmm. of relationships. Are there are there signs, you know, if people are listening and thinking, I, I think that is me. You're talking about abuse, manipulation in my marriage. I'd never have seen the checkbook if he, if my husband wanted to. <laughs> I'm could be a prisoner no one could know about it and you know et cetera, et cetera. tell us about some of the degrees of relationship abuse maybe
2: yeah thank you I think uh, it first starts with um, that there's an identified power imbalance in abusive relationships where either it's uh, there's absolutely a power imbalance or there's a perceived power imbalance mm. like so that maybe the spouse the um, the abusive spouse might lord the financial situation over the person, or might isolate them from friends and family, or may put restrictions on their life. Um, so there's uh, psychological abuse that's more manipulative. Uh, maybe they use other people against them. Maybe they use the children against them. Maybe they turn their family members away from um, against them. Uh, There's financial abuse where uh, there's it's controlling in nature. There's uh, whether the spouse has access to funds or not or whether those funds um, are used kind of as a carrot or, um, hey, you can you can have this if you do this. Um, uh, There's also um, verbal abuse, which I think we might be a little bit more aware of. We know uh, when uh, there's name calling, there's bullying Um, There is kind of a play on emotional, uh, like a a manipulative nature and using the other person's emotions to get what you want. So there's different levels of abuse, but there's different types, too. And um, psychological abuse is often just as damaging to the soul as physical abuse is to the body. So, and those have long lasting effects. So recognizing them probably is the first step because a lot of times it's really hard when you're in a relationship like that to admit that it's actually happening you don't want to admit like oh my gosh this guy that i loved and i fell in love with and maybe even i have children with i don't want to admit to myself that this is actually happening so for a while we make stories around it well he couldn't have really meant that or there must be a, a reason that he did that But after some time, we start to realize, gosh, this is not just an isolated event. These are patterns. And either he's really um, hurting me, or maybe I'm the crazy one. Maybe there's something wrong with me. And so for a while, they go back and forth. So when uh, you do finally recognize there's something going on here that's off, it's just not, oh, this isn't okay. Maybe I have a, a mom who's telling me, hey, that's not okay. Or maybe I have a friend that's alerting me to the problem. A place like uh, Havens is a good first step to just call, ask the questions, is this really? I don't know if this is really bad. Do you think it's really that bad? They're a good place to walk through, and then maybe you don't call again for for like three or four months, and then maybe you have to call again and say, "Yeah, I think I'm a little bit readier than I was last time to address this abuse in my in my relationship." And so, having a coach that's just kind of a standby alumnus, like they've they've kind of gone through this, they've figured it out, and they know the routine and they know the struggle and that kind of the going back and forth. Uh, and can sometimes even expect that there's this journey sometimes is two steps forward, one step back. Um, Having them as that coaching element, that mentor, that uh, person who can walk with you through it is really important because we need the extra support when we're breaking free of those patterns.
0: And you know, you you mentioned this power imbalance um, and, and we've given out a phone number and I'm wondering if, and we talked about checkbooks, et cetera. An abusive spouse can, like, well, check th- Well, <laughs> now it's Venmo. What? <laughs>
2: now it's <laughs> Venmo. There's no longer checkbooks, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm sorry. That's how old I am. Okay. Um, but, like, checking yes, your smartphone. Exactly. Can I say, like, I want to see your smartphone to see who you were calling today. Can, yes. Can yeah. I then assume that even a confidential call to a place like Haven's Community Connections might be a threat, too, that you can feel like, I can't even... Make this phone call. Yes, fear. yeah,
1: Danielle, take it away on but that. That's why we have a confidential email. That if if you feel like you can't make a phone call safely, you can email us either through the website or at liferaft at havenscc dot org.
0: Okay, give that email again. A confidential email
1: is liferaft at havenscc dot org.
0: Um, you know. Michelle, you've written a book, it's called Losers, Users, and Abusers and the Women Who Love Them. <laughs> yes. How to Break Free from Destructive Relationships and Get the Love You Want. It's kind of a, a book that I don't know. Uh, can help you identify the that yes. the, man. Mm-hmm. I am in this, or I'm not. I'm just doing things wrong. I mean, y-
2: yes, right. There are definitely uh, levels of relationships. Um, uh, loser actually isn't just like the the person who sits on the couch and is a couch potato. Oh, good. But that, just <laughs> that's me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, they're just losing out. Vacuum
0: sometimes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. They're just losing out on the love that they could have. Yeah, But when you get to more of the category of user and abuser, there are more of relationships of exploitation where one gets the benefit and uses or exploits the other one for their own gain. That's where you really get into the manipulative tactics that keep a person, um, their self-worth is down. They have a lot of self-doubt. Um, they are afraid all the time. There's even interesting... Um, uh, research now that there's a lot of anxiety and depression that women experience, or, or um, if you're a woman or a man and you're in this kind of uh, abusive situation, they experience anxiety and depression as a consequence of being in these relationships. And so, a lot of times, these um, victims of abuse will say, Well, you know, it's just I'm the problem, I'm oh, the broken man. one, I'm the depressed one, or if I didn't have all this anxiety, then he wouldn't react that way. When really they're the ones who are suffering and the body is carrying that pain that abuse and it has nowhere else to go but to be symptomatic so um, so that's also a consequence that sometimes we have to look at and really when the women um, call and they might be experiencing yeah I've got my own mental health issues and they start talking through it a lot of times they can wow, you know, I, if I felt like I was a little more confident or I felt like I could say no or I felt like I had some empowerment, I bet you I'd feel a lot better, and they do. Uh, but it takes some time and some walking through to really, number one, get safe, but number two, set some really appropriate boundaries so that they, their entire body and their own, um, their mental health isn't suffering from these really abusive relationships.
0: So after you've rescued someone, let's say in this life raft metaphor, uh through Haven's community connections they need people need some support you can't just sounds like do this ex, you know get out and you're fine you need some programming some help some therapy some coaching some, <laughs> some real support
1: exactly and that's what our coaches are are here for like i said we're women who have been there so we'll walk beside a woman in tandem with the therapy because really I, we don't want anybody to go this alone. We do need mental, help, mental health professionals to also help us along our journey. And with our coaching program, there is no judgment because we ourselves have been there. We understand, you're, we, we've all experienced the anxiety, the depression, the shame, the uncertainty. So we're not here to judge because we've been in your shoes mm-hmm. in one form. Or another so we understand and there's no need to feel bad that you've taken two steps forward and oh my gosh I just took another step back I tried to leave and now I'm back again that's okay Mm -hmm. you're perfectly safe with us as we've been there so in tandem with the mental health professionals and the legal professionals our coaches are there to help help women uh, throughout the journey to break the cycle change their family tree
0: Um, how about the this also must be part of the kids that Teenagers, little babies—I don't know—youth must have their own special needs out of this. Is support through, for some for them at, through Havens Community Connections, or can you find them the support for we that? We can
1: find them the support for that. I mean, there are five million children witness domestic violence each year in the United States, and when they see it, it stays with them. So they also need help to be able to break the cycle, and we at Havens can help a woman. To be able to change her family tree. I mean, imagine we all have generational things in our family, be it you know, maybe it's not abuse, maybe it's infidelity, maybe it's unforgiveness, whatever it is. I mean, imagine if you were to come on board with Havens and help us out, support us, the, being able to give somebody the, that gift to change their family tree.
0: Yeah, I like that, change the Mm -hmm. family tree. We are speaking this morning with Danielle Madrid. She's the executive director of Havens Community Connections, as well as licensed mental health counselor Michelle Holloman. Havens Community Connections is an organization that exists to help women in affluent marriages build a safe exit strategy out of the domestic abuse cycle, but they'll help anyone that calls them. They have a great website and a confidential helpline the helpline is 425-610-8612, online, havenscc.org, or you can confidentially email them, write this down, liferaft at havenscc.org. Uh, Michelle, I kind of want to move to what's been in the national news with the appointment of Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. You know, the country just heard from a sexual abuse victim Mm. Um, and so it's kind of on the front of everybody's mind the way men and women relate to each other in adversarial ways, and I guess mm-hmm. an abusive relationship is, is certainly all of that. Is there, are there teaching lessons we can get out of this you know, as a society that we've all been watching this, and how can we relate to this, and what can we learn from this? How can we grow either yes. you know, individually as we think about it or maybe as a society
2: uh, what a wonderful question and good timing, too. I think um, after watching uh, what played out, it can leave us a bit uh, feeling like we're powerless to do anything or to make a change. and uh, and so I keep thinking, when I watched that entire day and how uh, how the Ford-Kavanaugh thing played out, um, I kept thinking, well, what change can I make in my own small sphere of influence? <laughs> like, What can I talk to my, my own kids about? What can I uh, talk with my own husband about? And how can we start to, um, number one, Uh, educate ourselves about what abuse looks like, how to protect ourselves, how to stay safe. Number two, ask for help outside of ourselves. A lot of times, abuse can happen in really isolated uh, place. Like it happens behind those four walls or behind those doors. So opening up that system and telling people about it, um, asking for help is uh, something really good. But three, in regard to the, um, the Kavanaugh case, there were things that um, I watched and was compelled um, by both stated some really important arguments. But the thing that I couldn't quite get past was um, the uh, response or reactivity that I saw from from uh, Brett Kavanaugh. And it really rang true for me the what I call uh, avoidance tactics when we are trying to avoid personal responsibility we use things like uh, shifting blame to someone else uh, being combative um, retorting a quick sarcastic comment um, changing the subject uh, using tears playing the victim's role these are tactics that um, often are in abusive situations abusive uh, relationships so that the abuser can not take responsibility so they can avoid taking responsibility for what is theirs so um i saw that there were some tactics that were uh, uh, that we could all learn from and that once we do recognize them in our own relationships, we can start saying, "Yeah, that's probably something I don't want to engage with those kind of tactics anymore. I want to get some help, or I want to call uh, for a counselor. I want to call Havens. I don't want to have to um, deal with that kind of uh, treatment
0: anymore." Um, gosh, and let me let me go one step further into this, and this is. You know, she alleged assault, a uh, sexual assault, but we're kind of talking here about domestic violence and abuse. But in the same way, you know, that regarding that she, the, way, the why she didn't tell anyone of her sexual assault when mm-hmm. it happened, does that also relate to women in abusive marriages uh, that my, you know, that we say, well, I didn't know that. You know, they live in a nice mm-hmm. house next door. Are the same whys that people don't talk about those things?
2: yeah and Dan- Danielle can talk about this too. There is a sense of real shame that often
0: but I'm the victim you know, vict- I've been abused, I've been beat up or whatever. Yeah,
2: why do I, think, I have to carry the shame? Yeah, yeah. they should be ashamed of themselves. That's right. what I
0: don't quite get in and uh-huh. it's hard for us that to wrap our head around that uh,
2: it it there is something that makes us feel bad, dirty, and less than when something bad happens to us, that someone else someone else has done something bad to us. We feel bad, dirty, and less than. And it is extremely hard to tell someone else that this is what's happened to me because no matter what, at the core of it, unless I can I can uh, be resilient and someone can affirm that in me, I'm gonna feel like I had something to do with it. Well, something, it must have been my fault somehow. I either let it happen or I let him on or I should have known the first time when he did that to me, but I didn't. And so we're pretty hard on ourselves. And there is that traumatic effect of uh, it, it just puts kind of a knife into the part of our brain, the limbic system, the fight, flight, or freeze. And we look for ways to never let that happen again. But part of that is, well, if if I don't let it happen again, it must mean that, um, that I have some power over it, too. And so we, we convolute ourselves in, into thinking that somehow it was our fault. So that's a big reason why people don't talk about it mm. is because they somehow feel they were responsible for it or they deserved it or something like that.
0: Mm. Danielle, let me give you an opportunity. You need more help probably for this because this hasn't gone away. Um, this being October being a domestic violence awareness month. How, how can people help somebody like Haven's community connections?
1: Well, they they can help. Like I said, helping someone to be able to change their family tree. We have seen an influx of phone calls in the recent in the recent weeks due to current events that we were just speaking mm-hmm. about. Somebody wants to help. They can, we have a goal to raise forty thousand dollars this month. At $40,000, yes, that's a big number, but keep in mind that it really only takes $90, can help, can give a woman one month's worth of coaching through our program, to be able to help her change her life and generations to come. If they don't have the financial resources to contribute, they can all, maybe uh, maybe they have social media expertise, maybe they have fundraising expertise, maybe they're grant writers, um, perhaps they want to help us with our web support, help us with our outreach. That's what we really need help with is, is ways to be able to outreach if you're not able to contribute financially so that we can reach hundreds of women at a time.
0: That's a great idea. I mean, uh, using your, your gifts, your natural gifts, not your, your mon- monetary gifts. To, exactly. to help somebody like, yeah, uh, let me give out the website again. Then so people think, yeah, I can do that.
1: Or I can give our business line if somebody wants to contribute financially, that $90 that will help a woman um, through one month's worth of coaching. um, Our business line is 425-753-8700.
0: Okay, give that again because people just picked up their pen halfway through that.
1: 425-753-8700.
0: And, uh, again, the the website is havenscc.org, uh, a nonprofit here in town. You, you I, I'd say rescue. You use this mm-hmm. phrase life raft, and a life raft, you do get rescued from a sinking ship, right? All
1: right, because when a woman's ready to jump ship, she needs a life raft to jump into, and that's what we provide. We help her to build that life raft full of resources.
0: Tell me how, uh, before you existed, if someone wanted to get out of uh, this abusive relationship, they'd say, well, I do, but... I don't know what to do next. I mean, is what are those steps that people have to go through with them before they realize, oh, I can make it out? Right, well... Not just walking out the front door, but...
1: It's not that easy. We do help them to build a, a safety plan to keep them safe as they're leaving because leaving is one of the most... It is the most dangerous time mm-hmm. for someone who's the victim of domestic abuse. Leaving is dangerous. She's in, in, in danger of her own life. Being she's in, She'll be killed more often than not women who are killed are killed in the course of trying to escape. So we help these women to build a safety plan and we'll walk with them depending on what their next right steps are going to be because everybody's situation is different.
0: And so you just help them on the phone or through email map this out confidentially and say you know what you can do next? Is N- that right? Well, am I right there? Well, or well it- no,
1: our coaches actually try to meet in person oh, great. over the phone If there's geographic, there's too much distance between them, there's always. There's Skype, there's FaceTime, personal phone calls. We do like to meet in person, out in some place in public, some place that's safe.
0: You know, we are going to run out of time. This has gone by so fast, but it's such a big topic. Um, Have we left any? You know, big element, any key thing out of what Havens Community Connections does or or uh, domestic abuse and violent relationships or, or anything you want to say before we run out of time, Danielle?
1: I, I do want to just say again that although we do specialize in raising the awareness of what happens when it happens in affluent relationships, we are committed to walk beside any woman, regardless of her tax bracket. It just doesn't matter. We have resources for everybody.
0: Thank you so much. And Michelle, gosh, thanks so much for your book. Again, I'll, say, I'll plug it for you. We didn't hear, come here to do that, but I think you should, people should learn about it. Losers, Users, and Abusers, and the Women Who Love Them by Michelle Holloman. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here this morning and sharing with us. Michelle Holloman and Daniel Madrid from Havens Community Connections. And not just thanks for being here, but thanks so much for what Havens does to help people get out of these terrible relationships. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you, Gary. Thanks, Gary.
0: I am Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.